Hagen. Welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg with you, along with Stephanie Burke and the silent assassin, Matt Costa. Science advisor Matt Moniz is taking the night off. He's doing Moniz scientific stuff or watching TV. I don't know. One of the two. I'll go with the latter. Yeah. Yeah. But, doing uh, research. Yes, he's... He's a, he's a, got a lot of stuff on his plate right now. So, uh, But we do have our guest tonight, Lynn Marie, joining us in the studio. And uh, we'll be talking with her throughout the evening and uh, taking your calls as well. 508-996-0500-877-996-1420. And don't feel like you can't just jump in. Even, I, I was you know. just trying to be polite. <laughs> <laughs> don't but, worry, I'll be myself soon. <laughs> oh, that, that's no problem at all. We appreciate that. And uh, it's better that you are yourself than try to be Moniz. So. <laughs> I Absolutely. haven't had the pleasure, but I will take that as a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we are going to talk in a few minutes uh, about, uh, or, well, for a few minutes, about our Legend Trips event last week at the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast, Dead of Winter 2015. Uh, it was an event that was a year in the making because we didn't do Dead of Summer this year. Right. Uh, there was another event happening with another group, so we decided to take the summer off from Lizzie Borden's. Uh, but uh, So it had been a while since we'd had an event there. Now, we had just been there a couple of weeks ago or mm-hmm. doing a private investigation, but the cool thing about this group, and we're actually going to hear from one of the people who were in attendance coming up in just a few minutes, but this was mostly a new group of people. I mean, there were a few folks who had been to some of the events before, but for the most part, we were seeing people that we had never seen before, Uh, not only just at Lizzie Borden's, but at a Legend Trips event. I think there's only two people that I recognized from past events. Well, we had... Linda and Kira yep. and, and Jen DaCosta. Well, oh, yeah, Jen was there, too, so but, three. So, but uh, for the, everybody else, I mean, uh, a few of them, there was the other Jen, she'd been to an event before, but I don't think you were at that one. I think there was the Hope no. Mansion. I so, still haven't been there. As somebody who can kind of sense the energies that mm-hmm. are going on, I mean, were you feeling like the, like that was having some sort of an effect on, on the group and on the house that night, having all these people who had never been there before and all these people who were doing this, some of them for the first time? I think the Lizzie Borden house likes fresh meat. Yeah, I would agree with that. And sometimes old meat. Yeah, depending on who it is. Right. Yep. <laughs> sometimes rancid mutton, too. <laughs> But it was it was Sorry. really <laughs> I got that. <laughs> it was really interesting that uh we had a you know a variety of experiences taking mm-hmm. place and, and some of it was very subtle, some of it was outright. You know, people were having their hair pulled. Yes. I was uh, right for a lot that. of people getting touched and scratched and uh there was uh interaction on all different types of devices. Yes. And, now, did you get a chance to go downstairs with Jeff on the, on the second floor when he was utilizing the new Bill Chapel system? No, I didn't get to see it. I had to leave early. I only saw it in action when he was showing it to the group mm-hmm. during the presentation stage of the event. And uh, I have to say, I was pretty impressed. It's gone, it's gone beyond what it was in the original system. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we were the only ones, us and Ghost Adventures, were the only ones that had Bill's original Connect system at first. Right. And so we were seeing something that you know a lot of other groups had never even used. And people were kind of hacking their own and, and thinking of that course. they had it figured out, but it wasn't or correct. saying they invented it first. Yeah, right. <laughs> it wasn't correct. It wasn't right. Uh, it wasn't the way that it was actually supposed to be done according to the Microsoft specs, which Bill actually went out and did. <clears throat> and actually Microsoft said, Bill, can you help us with this? Because we're getting things that we can't explain. That's so, cool. 
And, and it just shows that, you know, uh, that they, they had trust in him to utilize their equipment in that way. So I, ha- I had seen that system in action before, but I would never seen this before. And it's, it's pretty much the same idea, only it's you get a lot more information on the screen. You get a visual representation of any sound that's in the room. You get a much better picture of what's going on as opposed – you can set it for just the stick figures, but mm-hmm. you can also get like a sh- almost like a shadow mode where you can kind of see the outline that's of really people. Cool. And, uh, and it's portable. So you can actually walk around carrying it if need be. Or you can place it on a tripod. Which so is way big better clunky than system. the previous one because I think it took up a whole entire table. It did. And, and Jeff had to carry all that stuff in yes. or, or make us carry it for him. But <laughs> Not me. there was a lot of setting up involved, and this was a lot faster. And I can see where groups would uh, be a lot more likely to use this in the field yes, than it would definitely. be the original system. So uh, it was pretty interesting to see that. And then if we see... Some, you know, we're still going to go and review a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. there. And, and if people who came to the event, if you have anything that you would like to submit to us, just send it to Spooky Crew at SpookySouthCoast.com or info at LegendTrips.com. We'll get it, and we'll be able to share it with everybody. But uh, we did have some folks who were uh, recording for Electronic Voice Phenomena. Yes. And they came back with a bunch of clips. So we're actually going to have uh, one of the people who captured these join us in a moment. We're going to play awesome. some of them on the air for you, and we'll see we'll see what you guys hear. And as always, we want you to take the audio that we put out there in the podcast and break it down. Do whatever it is that you want to do with it. Run it through whatever processors, however it is that you try to isolate uh, electronic voice phenomena, you investigators out there, and see what you come back with. We're, we're never going to tell you that this is exactly what is there. We're only going to tell you that this is what we're hearing. And already, and we'll talk to Kristen about this in a moment, but already there's been some changes in what was originally believed to be in some of these files. So uh, if you are somebody that has an ear for this stuff, feel free to, to take it, break it down. We can always put it up on the website. I, I've been One of the things I've been meaning to talk to Jeff about, and you know, we'll just spitball it here on the air, but I've been thinking about having him set me up with uh, like a blogging type account on legendtrips.com so we can have an evidence page. So as stuff rolls in, idea. we'll be able to post it up right away. And then people can go through it all. And even if even if it's not event specific, even if it's just like a blog roll of all the different uh, stuff that we've gotten from different events, there's no reason why people couldn't take it and send it in to us even after the fact. But of course, uh, anybody who has caught anything, uh, feel free to get it to us. Again, Spooky Crew at SpookySouthCoast.com or info at legendships.com. Either way, we'll make sure that it gets to us. But right now, we'll bring on Kristen Harris, who is in attendance at the event. And good evening, Kristen. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Hi. Thank you for having me. Well, we had a great time investigating with you last week, and uh, and it was your first Legend Trips event. I'll put you on the spot. What did you think? Yeah, it was um, It was my first Legend Trip. I kind of wanted to do one for a while, but uh, it, was, it was awesome. The timing was just right, and it was a really great time, really great experience. That's that, just what you're saying because she's on the radio. Off the air, she was like, Stephanie was terrible. I know. I thought I, 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 really, I was looking for Matt Costa to sign an autograph, but he wasn't there. <laughs> Don't lie to him. You paid her to call in. Yeah, well, you know, we do what we have to do to get the guests. <laughs> no, there was no monetary uh, <laughs> issues involved in my call-in. I did it totally of my own free will. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I mean, you, you uh, respond, you know, pretty quickly. Uh, it was, in, I think, it was the next day that you uh, first reached out via email and said, "I think I have something." And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was pretty quick. Uh, the first EVP I had sent you, um, we actually found right after you guys left when we all went back to our rooms and um, our group kind of got together and we started listening to the recorder 
and it came through the recorder clear as day when none of us remembered hearing it. Um, you know, all four of us were in the room. None of us remembered hearing it. And so, um, you know, right away I knew I needed to, to tell somebody. And it was uh, pretty pretty interesting. I mean, I, I heard something right away, and we had a little bit of a discrepancy about what you were hearing and what I was hearing, and now it's an even bigger discrepancy. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the first one uh, that you sent uh, right now, and we'll give everybody a chance out there to, to hear it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it once, and then I'll play it again a second time. Cool. Yeah. I wasn't getting anything on yeah. it in Abby's room, right? Are you connected to this house in any way? So at the very end there, we hear a, a voice. And, and originally, uh, Kristen, what did you think was being said there? Um, originally, all of us, and, and I thought that this was pretty unique because um, there was no guesswork. So originally, all of us at the same time, I mean, it was like it was out of a movie. At the same time, we all went, I'm the sister, as soon as we heard it. Everybody said it at the same exact time right after we heard it. Um, so at that time, you know, I thought it was pretty clear. Um, we played it for people the next morning, and, you know, some other people said that's what they heard. Um, so originally, that's what we thought we heard. All right, I'll play that one more time. Maybe. <laughs> Let me try just reloading it real quick. This is what happens when you try and play it directly. Yeah. I wasn't getting anything on yeah. it at Abby's room. Right? Are you connected to this house in any way? So there you are. You can hear it kind of right at the very end. And I know that you sent an amplified one, too, so I'll just play that one real quick. Yeah. I wasn't getting anything on yeah. the Abby's room. Right? Are you connected to this house in any way? So there you hear it. And, and so now there's been some changes, really, to, to what you think you're hearing there. Yeah, because um, when you had told me you heard, I'm your sister, mm-hmm. I asked, um, I could only get in contact with uh, one other, per- one or two other people in the group, and neither of them, you know, you asked me to, to say, did either of you have a sister that passed away, and no one did. Um, and then I took it to a friend of mine, who uh, Laura Fury, who is actually um, a theater degree holder, I guess you could say, and um, she's taken, you know, voice coaching classes, so she's pretty good at isolating um, different sounds of voices and put it through her audio, and then when we slowed it down and we kind of, you know, um, expanded it, we didn't hear the word sister. So there were some discrepancies there. Um, We're not sure what we heard, but one thing she thought she heard was, I misses. And so what I did, actually, and, and I didn't really get to tell you this, it's kind of exciting, I asked um, Danielle, who was our tour guide that night at the Lizzie Borden house, uh, who uh, anyone named Mrs. was involved in it. And, and basically what she said is, um, you know, I had asked her who the neighbor was because I had forgotten the name, and she said Mrs. Chancellor. So when we slowed it down, it, it kind of sounded like it might be saying something like, I'm Mrs. something, and we don't know if it said Chancellor, but it was definitely, um, you know, when we slowed it down with her, there were some different things that were heard. So it's pretty interesting. No matter what, it's an interesting EVP. Absolutely. And, uh, and again, if anybody else wants to take them out of the podcast or we'll put them up on, on the website, uh, again, of course, with your permission, Kristen, for us to share them with everybody. Oh, absolutely, yeah. All right, well, I'm going to move into the next email that you sent. Uh, this one was actually captured in the Morse room uh, where Abby was killed, and uh, there was uh, a spirit box session going on, and, and a voice comes through, so we'll play that really quickly for everybody. That. 
do that one more time there. Hang on, let me. Got to reload it. Oh, and I clicked back out of the email. Oh, <laughs> here we go. That. Hmm. Was probably picking up a, yeah. a song. So with that one, what uh, what, what were we hearing? Um, oh, that one, right. Um, so after, um, and it's, it's very hard to hear, and I couldn't hear it coming through the phone, but what I had heard when I put it through Audacity, right after, um, that's Jeff Belanger in the room with us, and right after he speaks, we heard a very, very vague, hey, you, and it's very quick. Um, so it's kind of hard to catch it, um, but, you know, I put it through an amplifier, and if anybody wants to put that through an amplifier, feel free, um, who's listening. But um, right after he speaks, we hear something almost saying, hey, you, like a, like a recognition type of thing. Which, you know, the, ghost, the spirit boxes love to talk to Jeff. Mm-hmm. As much right. as well, I don't know if that it was necessarily the spirit box, because what was interesting about when I heard it, um, it didn't really come through as a voice, because you can see sound waves when you put something through Audacity, mm-hmm. and essentially it will pick up if there is a voice there, and the line was actually flat when we heard the hey you. Oh, so it's coming from around, you know, atmospherically instead of coming through the static of the box. Right, so there actually mm-hmm. was no voice wave present on Audacity when we when we heard that. Very interesting, and uh, we we have a, a another uh, clip from the same session, and, and there's a, a full sentence that comes in this. But this is one that you said that you really couldn't make out, so we'll play it, and we'll see if maybe anybody out there can can come up with something. Yeah, absolutely. Here we go with it. Just what did it say? So I'll play that one more time. Just what did it say? So, yeah, it's really hard to kind of make that out. But, uh, I mean, do you have any kind of a guess what might be being said there? Or? Um, you know, I still can't figure it out, but I did send it to you just because, you know, when we're doing a spirit box session, um, during that one I had actually changed the frequency. So um, I had changed it to a faster frequency. It was flipping through AM stations. And at that point I had actually switched it to flipping backwards. So, you know, if it's flipping that quickly through a spirit box and you get, you know, a, a nice sentence like that over several frequencies, and clearly there's something coming through, but I, I cannot figure it out what it says. So if anybody else can, feel free. <laughs> and uh, and here's another good one from from the spirit box. Do you not like a lot of people being in the house like this? I just heard bored. Yeah, you can hear that one pretty clearly, uh, and, and tell folks what they will be hearing there. Yes, there um, we very clearly heard Borden after we said, do you not like uh, a lot of people being in the house like this? So that one was, was extremely clear. And, again, that was when I was flipping backwards through AM. So um, to get Borden when you're flipping backwards to get a word like that is, is pretty spectacular. And we'll just play that one more time really quick. Do you not like a lot of people being in the house like this? I just heard Borden. And, uh, and and right after that, you got another one that uh, is pretty closely tied to that. Oh, yeah. I'll play that. Which Borden? Run that again real quick. Real quick. Which Borden? Kind of hear that little Lizzie right there right afterwards. 
yeah, it's really tough to catch. Um, but again, if you're if you're put, playing that on your own computer and you you amplify it enough, um, it's very very faint. But yeah, very quickly after I say which board, and we get Lizzie, like absolutely. <laughs> and then there's a few more that you sent from the third floor when we were having people get their their legs lifted on the bed there. Which anybody that's been there with us knows all the story of that. And anybody that's listened to the show knows the story of that. There's uh, there's two of them. One of them is the child humming, and I tried playing that one back. And we were it, it doesn't come through over the air very well. Yeah, no. that's that one. Um, and I had played that back too as well. Um, right before the show, I was just going and double checking with what I sent you. And what's weird about that is I had sent it to you originally, and it got cut off. So that is my fault. Um, that actually got cut off at the wrong time, and you, you can't hear it very clearly. And but uh, we will post that up for anybody that wants to hear it. Uh, and another one that we'll run is this one, which I feel is a little bit stronger for playing. Oh over yeah, here. come on, let's go. There you go. Come on, nice. Like and all right, the fir- one of the first rules that we have whenever anybody's running audio is Just don't whisper. <laughs> nobody whisper. And I would have right. tagged, you know, that's me, that's my voice trying to go with the spirits into lifting up the legs. And I would have been the first person to say if somebody whispered, "Hey, don't whisper while we're doing this." Right, and we all kind of after the second floor because um, you know, just on the second floor during our first session, kept reminding our group. If you don't whisper, say you whispered. So there's a bunch of those um, on my first session of him telling us, don't whisper, say it. Um, so during the third floor session, none of us whispered. Um, you know, the lights were all on. I could see everybody um, very clearly. And, again, what's interesting about that one, um, if anybody wants to feel free to check me on this, put it through Audacity, there should not be a voice registering where that whisper is. Um, so it's clearly not, um, you know, an audible voice. Uh, it, the line again is completely flat where that whisper was, and that's the only reason I sent it to you because of that little bit there. <laughs> well, I will replay that one more time. Hang on one second. Come on, let's go. There you go. Come on, I. So there you have it, uh, and and thank you again, Kristen, for sending these in to us and and for working so quickly. I think as you join us for more legend trips, you'll realize that like. You know, it's it's kind of rare that people actually still have any energy left the next day <laughs> to start reviewing. Uh, oh, oh, trust me, I, I slept for quite a while before I started reviewing um, because we actually did not sleep the night after you guys left. <laughs> we call it the Legend Trips Hangover, and it's uh, it's pretty much it feels the same way, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, and um, I just want to add to you know I know it's also very rare to catch you know this many EVPs um, on your first ghost hunt, I guess, let alone, you know, something that only runs for a couple hours. Um, but that last one, I think, is the most compelling one that um, we got in our group just because of the fact that, you know, when you put that through Audacity, there should be a voice registering there, and there was no sound wave. So I want to, you know, say that I think that's that's the golden EVP of the night. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and but I don't really necessarily agree with that, uh, you know, because we found that when we go to some of these events, and even though they're not the perfect conditions for conducting an investigation and collecting data, we we seem to have these type of things happen. So I, I don't know if you can say that it, it is that rare anymore. I think it's becoming easier. I think people are getting more savvy in ways to capture them, and I think maybe spirits on the other side are getting more savvy in how to help them come across to us as well. I hope that's true because, you know, I, I kind of thought to myself, like, you know, this is the first time I ever went out. There's no way I caught this much. So it was actually kind of shocking for me because, you know, 
the norm before, and I had always been told, is, you know, it takes hours. It takes a lot of work. It takes, you know, sometimes you get things, sometimes you don't. So for me, it was a really positive and really awesome experience to go to one of these and for the first time ever and get that much evidence. I mean, I really didn't think it would happen like that, so it was really awesome. Well, uh, certainly thank you for coming out, and thank you for joining us tonight, and we look forward to seeing you at another event down the road. Okay, great. Thank you for having me, everyone. All right, take care. That is uh, Kristen Harris. Thanks to her and to everybody that was investigating with her for collecting that stuff. I mean, uh, some pretty good stuff, uh, yeah. for sure. And the the good thing about this is people are sitting here listening and being like, wow, I want to go on a Legend Trips event. And soon enough, we will be announcing the next one. We've literally got, you know how we say, you know, we've got many irons in the fire? We've yes. literally got many irons in the fire. Always. And we're just waiting for a lot of stuff to come together. See, the problem is right now, the off-season for mm-hmm. a lot of these places went a little bit longer than they normally do. Right. Normally, people are popping in to some of these places that we're looking into going to. They're popping in in January, February, when the weather isn't all that bad, checking messages, checking out how mm-hmm. things are going. This year, I think that that's not the case. People are trying to stay away. They're like, Just I don't want to get there. And, yeah, I don't want to get there and find the ice dams and the, mm. you know, the the leaks in the ceiling. So, I think I want to go on the next legend. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are a lot of fun, and, and and the good thing about them is that it's a mixture of people that have experience and people who have never been mm-hmm. to anything like this before, and and everybody kind of works together. So you see the seasoned investigators helping the newcomers, and you see the newcomers kind of re-inspiring the seasoned investigators. So it's a, a good balance, and when you've got a crowd like we had that night, where First of all, everybody was kind of open for anything. Right. But at the same time, they were all going into it with the approach of, you know what? If nothing happens, I'm still happy that I got to be here tonight. I'm still happy that I got to be in this house. Right. Living this part of history and, and being part of the legend. And the tour beforehand, the historical tour that Danielle made, uh, had done, it actually was really good. I had never seen an actual tour happen before. Um, I got the uh, the nutshell version when I went on a ride-along with Fall River PD one night. We went to the house. Um, so to hear her tell the stories and everything else, that was a cool part in itself. Um, so besides the ghost investigation, the historical part of it was great for everybody. They were all like really enthralled with everything. And, of course, the awesome pizza. Well, definitely. Which we're not <laughs> supposed to plug on the air, but Vizzoni's, come on. You I actually have never had it besides at a Legend Trip event. I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't live in Fall River. We're there all the time, though. Yeah, I mean, I used to work in Fall River, but it must not have been around where I worked. We we, we go to Lizzie's often enough for various things. I know, but we never get pizza when it was just us. We're going to change that from now we're on. Have to. It's required. Pizza is required. All right, well, we're going to take a break. <laughs> when we come back on the other side, we'll get into tonight's topic with our guest tonight, Lynn Marie, who has come quite a distance to join us tonight we've had to reschedule a couple of times because of the weather but the weather wasn't holding us back tonight of course you know i found out after we uh, agreed that you know this was a good time for you to come in and and, and i found out that it's supposed to snow tonight so. is it really just snow no showers way. nothing yeah, nothing major but they said the the weather earlier today on the station said there may be I'm a few snow right showers now. tonight so. i live in worcester county this is nothing <laughs> Oh, keep rubbing it in, all you snow people. But uh, this, is, this is pretty bad for us. This is, this is the worst weather we've ever had that yeah. I know of. So, uh, but we'll take a break. When we come back. We'll talk with Lynn Marie about. We're going to talk about a variety of the different things that they offer at Uplifting Connections. But we're also going to find out about tarot cards, how they work. Mm-hmm. T- find out a little bit about the process, the history, and then coming up in the next hour, you'll have your chance to call in. And, and the idea is that we're going to do a one card reading for the people when they call in. Yeah. 
So we're open to whatever. I mean, you know, I'm going to pull one card and then we'll see what happens. Okay, is I, I don't, I'm not that familiar with okay. tarot decks at all. <laughs> uh-huh. But just let me know if there is an Ace of Spades in the deck. Let me know so I can have Motorhead ready to play. <laughs> I will let you know. We'll be back in a moment with more Spooky South Coast here on WBSM, the new 1420 WBSM. Welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg, along with Stephanie Burke and Matt Costa and... We were just uh, having some discussion in the studio during the commercial break. I had to rain in. Sorry. Rain. We were talking about Lizzie Borden House. Oh, that's all right. No, that's that's why we like having people in the studio. It's so much more fun that way, and it makes it a lot easier. Not that we don't love having call-in guests, but, oh, I, I got to tell you, the, the last show was a little bit difficult. I don't know. You weren't here, Stephanie. I wasn't here. I feel like I haven't been here in like a year. It has been a while. But uh, when we have the folks on from Ghost Dark, you know, oh, connecting yes. with Italy and then having the translation happen and everything. But I think it came out pretty smooth. That's good. Uh, so Ghost Arc is one of the, you know, the newest forms of paranormal mm-hmm. investigation, having all these uh, different devices and meters all put into one easy-to-carry-around device. Yep. But that's kind of the, the new school of connecting with the other side. But tonight we're going to talk about one of the more old school methods of connecting with the other side. Something that's been around for a while, mm-hmm. yes. uh, and 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 looks like that deck especially. This deck is quite old, yes. So, uh, and our guest tonight is Lynn Marie. Now, Lynn, you run Up- Uplifting Connections in Bridgewater. I own it and run it, yes. And, and let everybody know a little bit about Uplifting Connections if they've never been there before. Sure. Um, Uplifting Connections is on Route 104 in Bridgewater, and it's been there for quite a while. I've only owned it for two years. Um, it's been in existence for, I think, it's seven years now. It started as a cafe and bookstore. And then it sort of developed into a more holistic wellness and readings location. And that's pretty much what we do now. So we have massage therapy available. We have Reiki available every day. Uh, We have psychic readings, and we have all different types of psychic readings. We have tarot cards. We have people that do um, palmistry. We have people that do crystal uh, work. We have people that are mediums. We have people that do animal medicine cards. There's all different types of, of readings available. Once a month, on the second Saturday of every month, we have a psychic fair. And that's usually a very popular event because you can get a variety of different readings from a variety of different practitioners. So that's usually a happy thing. And I think for a lot of folks who are, we'll call them, uh, you know, the, the, the Stephen and I call them the quote-unquote normals. You know, for the... <laughs> for, the for, muggles. <laughs> muggles. For the, for the people who have not quite... I, I don't want to get sued. Like I don't want to get sued by J.K. Rowling. For, promoting for, Harry Potter. Muggles. <laughs> but for those who have never delved into this type of uh, communication and information, this type of uh, exploration of their self, it can be kind of daunting to to know where to start. So these psychic fairs sound like a great place to come in and see a little bit. Even if you don't partake, you can kind of get a better idea, and it's kind of like a smorgasbord of seeing all these different approaches. I I agree, and I also think that one of the good things that Uplifting Connections offers as far as holistic wellness 
goes is that we are not against, um, you know, sometimes people come into the store and they're like, oh, are you guys only into holistic healing? And we're not. We actually believe in the conjunction of Western and Eastern medicines and, you know, herbalists and acupuncture and all of those kinds of things. We have a healing arts fair um, where we have different practitioners like acupuncturists and holistic medicine people come in, like RNs and people that, you know, both combine those two types of medicine. We have a lot of people that come in for Reiki that are going through things like chemotherapy or, you know, going through other types of um, anxiety or migraines or fibromyalgia or places where they've, they're still in conjunction with Western medicine. So we, it's not like we're like, no, it's our way or the highway. Right. You know? <laughs> like, and, but sometimes when people have uh, certain afflictions, certain problems that they're dealing with, they tend to, you know, they want to explore this world. They mm-hmm. want to explore this option, but they, they're afraid to. And, I've, you know, a lot of times uh, I, I have a, a, a friend who's a doctor, and he told me that, you know, people will come to him and say, I'm embarrassed to tell you this, but I went to see this person, and it helped. Mm-hmm. And he, his response is always, well, why would you be embarrassed to tell me that if it helped? What, right. what how, how does it matter? So I'm sure that you see some people who are in the medical community, people who subscribe to the more Western philosophy of medicine and, and treatment, and, and coming and checking this world out for themselves, even if even if they don't need it. They just want to learn more about it. I mean, I have a personal experience with that where I actually had back surgery four and a half years ago. I actually had a fracture in my back and ended up needing to have uh, back surgery. And the Western medicine was great, but I still believe in chiropractic, and I still have re- Reiki treatments, and I have reflexology treatments and acupuncture. I think that all of those things, but it doesn't mean that I ignore my doctor or my surgeon. Mm-hmm. You know, I still go back and, and have those treatments as well. So I think everything works well together if you have an open enough mind to, to realize that. You mentioned chiropractors are kind of like right on the line between one side and the other. I know. One of the ladies who came to one of our Legend Trips events one time, they were talking about Reiki, and she said, you know, I wanted to go have Reiki done. My husband told me, oh, don't go to that. They're just quacks. Go see a chiropractor instead. And she's like, yeah, well, six of one, half a dozen of the other, really, but... Uh, but it seems like, you know, for, for everybody that is out there and, and, and local and wants to, to go and check things out, and it's not just uh, the psychic fair. It's not just the different types of – I mean, you guys are always get different events and different things we going do. on. Yeah, we have classes. We have all different types of classes. You can learn how to be a Reiki practitioner. You can learn how to be an integrated energy or sometimes called IET practitioner. Um, I teach a tarot class. We have an advanced tarot class. We have crystal healing. We have classes. We have all those kinds of things. And then we have guests. We have people like, um, you know, the the mentalist comes every once he in a was while. There last night. Yeah. Um, he like he, the guy from CBS. No, I think the show was based off of him. The show was based off um, of him. Sorry to hear that the show got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I actually um, saw him at Uplifting Connections, and I was super pregnant. And he was actually really, really cool to watch. He's really a fun guy, too. Yeah, yeah he really is. Um, I, myself, have an event there once a month. Um, I actually have two events there. I uh, Three, actually. I do an evening well, of kind tarot. Of, you I can do whatever you want. Yeah. I, guess, <laughs> I guess I have some card block. You have to apologize for that. <laughs> I actually had to think about it. I was like, how often am I there? Um, I have an evening of tarot, which is with another person where we have what we call group tarot readings, which is really fun. Like, that's a really fun time. And then I have a, a mediumship gallery show once a month there and then I table tip once a yes. month there. 
Um, so That's the best part of it all. <laughs> <laughs> I love table tipping. It's like it's I get favorite. all enthusiastic about it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And it's all up on the website, upliftingconnections.com? It is, upliftingconnections.com. You get to see my lovely picture if you go on there. And you can find out. Try not to hold that against the place. <laughs> <laughs> well, those those who are watching on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com, they're seeing you live right yeah, now. So. <laughs> but uh, we do have the camera set up, and there's a reason for that, too, especially tonight. We have a camera that's pointed directly at the tarot deck, so when you're calling in to you know, have your card flipped over for you, you will actually be able to see the card. Uh, but one of the things that I noticed there is a couple of times you mentioned tarot, and that's how you said it, tarot. And I know there's some tarot. debate about the, the right way to pronounce it. And some yeah. people say tarot, some people say tarot, some people say tarot. I say tarot. I'm not sure if that owns completely to my Boston accent or not, but... Uh, <laughs> that's the way I say it, too. So. <laughs> I have a horrific Boston accent, especially mm-hmm. when I get tired or around any of my family yeah. members. But um, I have always said it as tarot. Uh, the tarot, to me, is a very, very interesting, interesting tool. I think there's a lot of misconception about the tarot. I think the tarot is sometimes looked at as fortune-telling only, or it's going to completely predict your future. It's really not a predictive divination tool. It's really more of a, it's sort of a, it kind of keeps pulse on things. The tarot is kind of like, that's really fabulous that you're excited or interested about this or worried about this, but we think you should be paying attention to this. Like, they sort of, they sort of just tell you what's around you and maybe what you should or should not be paying attention to. It's not necessarily going to remove your free will. So I think that's an interesting thought process. Um, divination tools, they take all different mm-hmm. forms. There's runes, there's crystal balls, there's uh, all types of tarot decks out there. I actually have owned this deck, and I, I don't want to give away my age, but <laughs> I have owned this deck for 32 years, this particular deck. So, so you started using them when you were two. I was, yeah, I was still in the womb, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she brought them with her, which makes them even more mystical. Exactly. See, <laughs> so I actually I came out doing... I came out like doing three card Monty. See, so, there you go. Know. And I was losing. Some every people time. come out with scratch tickets. Uh, I believe it. They're born with that gray crap underneath their fingernails already. But uh, these, so these, but these have been around for a long time. They uh, have, yeah. How did this originally come about, Tarot? Well, tarot's been around for centuries and centuries and centuries. I mean, there's discussions about the tarot deck being around in the 1500s. There's discussion about it being beforehand. I know that in the 18th century, they were really sort of populated. I think a lot of them were printed in French because French was considered this international sort of, um, you know, classy language. So that's a, a lot of it was. And the artistry of tarot cards uh, has changed so much that you can, if you look at medieval decks, there's, you know, there's medieval decks, there's Renaissance decks, there's um, there's the witch's tarot, there's um, crystal tarot, and now they have tarot decks that don't even have tarot characters on them. They're after herbs or, I mean, there's I have, an herbal tarot, there's... I have a deck that's like fairy tale, like old school fairy tale. Yeah. I actually has recently saw a Wizard of Oz tarot did deck. I did. Wow. It was actually really cool. It was a pretty cool deck. So for the most part then, decks have a, a, a stock set of cards you would expect to find the, the you know the artistry and the, the artwork might change a little bit but there's you know the characters as you're saying within the deck but now people are even going beyond that so you need to kind of relearn how to apply some of those 
old characters from original decks to the new way of doing it? Yeah, I think the thing that's really interesting to keep in mind about tarot decks is I myself did not learn how to read cards on the tarot. I actually learned by using regular playing cards Mm -hmm. uh, when I was really... Again, not wanting to give away my age, but I was really young. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I'll just tell you, I'm 47. Well, I was so. going to say, you could, you could say how old you were because we don't know how old you are. I'm so. 47 now, and I have no problem with that. So um, it's been a long, strange trip to here. So. But I was probably about eight or nine when I first learned how to read regular playing cards. And I think that once you learn regular playing cards, the tarot kind of comes a little bit easier because it follows some of the same ideas. One of the things that you had said, sort of funny is about the ace of spades but the reality is is that spades is part of the tarot deck spades and clubs and diamonds and hearts are no more than wands and cups and pentacles and swords so it's you know it's sort of like if you have ever used regular playing cards and usually when i start teaching a tarot class that's what i tell people i say you know have you ever seen regular playing cards and people look at me like well yeah of course and i'm like well you've probably already gotten familiar with most of the tarot deck the um, other side of the tarot deck is what they call the major arcana, which are cards that have actual symbology like the star, the high priestess, the magician. Those are cards that have very specific or heavier meanings. But you could just pick it, like if I said, you know, I'd like to get a tarot reading, you could pick up a, a deck of 52 bicycle cards and be able to... It is a big joke at Psychic Fair, but when I go into my room to read cards, I bring my tarot deck and my regular bicycle red playing cards. <laughs> so, so, but how does that work? There's a meaning attached to each one of the cards that you flip over, so, yeah. you know, a, you know, a nine of diamonds isn't just the nine of diamonds? Sure, yeah, exactly. And a lot of it has to do with position and how the person picks it and whether or not it speaks to you. The way I look at cards is, is that it sort of becomes like a language. And I think everybody has the opportunity to speak another language or learn another language. Some people are going to be more fluent than others. But it's I can't add two and two without a calculator, no joke. Like, I am horrible <laughs> at math. But I can speak more than one language. So the tarot, to me, is like a language. When I put it out, it just sort of makes sense to me. If that's the case, then, if you can use regular playing cards to kind of... Uh, tell the story to a person Mm -hmm. when we use those cards for gambling Mm -hmm. is there a story within what we're doing Uh, is you know if if i'm sitting here playing a great question i'm so happy there's got to be a reason why i'm terrible at playing poker um i can't really answer as to whether or not there's a story in gambling i actually like gambling myself Mm so um so i'm not sure that there's actually a story to it but i will tell you that you can i think for me i can get a sort of vibration off of a card easier than another so sometimes when i'm um my dad taught me how to play all kinds of card games and I can remember being young and playing card games with him and I would get rid of a card playing rummy just because I didn't like the vibration mm-hmm. of it. Like I would just be like, oh, I don't like that card. <laughs> and you know, my dad used to look at me like, what are you talking about? You know, but it's, it's true. And I think the same thing happens with gambling. I think that's why some people, sometimes they see a card and they're like, maybe they don't understand it the same way that I might, but they look at a card and they think, I don't really want that card. Mm-hmm. I want to get rid of that card. You know, they, they're like, no, let me discard that. And I think that might be why the vibration speaks to them somehow. 
It'd be nice if the vibration was like letting me know I'm a face card. I'm playing blackjack, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be really nice if being a medium and a psychic would help me win on any kind of slot machine. But it just <laughs> really didn't happen. It must be great when you go to the casino, though, because like they're watching for people that are counting cards, but they're not watching for people that are like analyzing cards. <laughs> so you can kind of get away with it. You're going up to somebody and being like, "Oh, you know, just just so you know, this says this and this says this," and they're like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." And you know, you don't draw as much attention from the pit bosses as the guy who's sitting. There. It's <laughs> probably true, yes. I think you should get a reading tonight, Tim. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think uh, maybe maybe we can work that out at some point. But, you know, this is nice about the listeners. Well, no, I do. I, I You've think, never experienced You know what? Before. We will start the second hour that way because I have never seen it in action. So I'd actually like to see it in action before we actually delve into things uh, with the call. I'm not that I – you know, but you know how I feel about that. You I know do. that I don't like when we have somebody here and we're going to have readings for the audience. I don't like to put myself into that because sure. that's – you know, we're – we're just here to connect you with the audience, but I will do that just for the purpose of my own edification, so that we kind of know what's going forward. Only Quality because control. There you go. And <laughs> I, I sort of want to address one thing too: is that I actually have always believed that the tarot, just like mediumship, should really be done in with the person. I do believe that their energy is sort of what translates onto the cards or translates into the space. So I have always felt that way. So that's why one of the reasons why when you do these sort of remote viewing type things, we just pick one tarot card. So it's not going to be like a full reading. Right. You get one tarot card that sometimes just means something. And the way I look at it is, is that the person wants it. Like one of the things that aggravates me a lot about when you see people just walk up to people in the supermarket on TV and say, your mom's passed, and she says this. Like, it always makes me cringe <laughs> because people have to want it. They mm-hmm. have to They have to be open to it. They have to want it. They have to want to hear the message. Yes. You know, you can't just walk around going up. To, I mean, besides the fact that it's kind of creepy. Right. It's yes. just, you know. Yes. You, and also, they don't show you all the stuff that ends up on the cutting room floor where they walk up and say to somebody, like, your mom's passed, and the person's like, oh, I better get out of here. I better go get her because, you know, I, I was unaware. But yeah. so we'll we'll definitely uh, get into that coming up in the next hour, and we only have about seven minutes, six minutes left uh, in this hour, and I've still got a lot of questions. But for you, you said that you know you started being able to read the cards at a young age. At what point did you start uh, realizing that you have? abilities and that you have gifts. I can't ever remember not realizing that, I have to say. I think that I always sort of had a sense of, I know that my mom's mom had passed long before I was even thought of, and I know that when I was really young, I used to kind of always feel like I knew her or that I had met her. I always had a very active dream life. Um, I don't think that I put a name or a label to it until I got sort of old enough to figure that out. And I say old enough, like I think I was probably maybe like 13 or 14 before I really started realizing that I was not necessarily crazy, but I was not necessarily like everybody else. But I also think that there's a, well, we, I mean, we could spend hours on this subject, but (laughs) I think there's also a lot of misconception about what it's like for me. I can't speak for other people, but for me, um, it's 24-7 noise. It is literally like being in a conference room where people are just talking all the time, and it's just a matter of who I decide to eavesdrop on or who I don't or who's loud enough for me to hear it. So sometimes it takes even me by surprise. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just be in the supermarket at the deli line, and all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, my God, I just don't want to hear about this person's divorce anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'll look over, and there's nobody standing there, and I'll be like, 
oh. So, you know, it's it, awkward. <laughs> so for you, it's not that you're able to, to turn it off or, or even to mute it, but you can just only really turn the volume down a little bit. Yeah, I think after a while you learn. I, I have always made, like, the quote-unquote sacred space my house. Like, I always tell people, like, okay, I'm in my house now. Like, you can't talk to me. But one of the things that I had to learn how to do is even turn off my own people. I mean, I have people that have passed over that mean mm-hmm. a lot to me, and I can't pick and choose. Like, if you're going to make your space your sacred space, then you can't make it, oh, it's okay for this person, but it's not okay for this person. Like, you literally have to be like, nope, these are my four. This is my dad. Like they say in uh, that movie, this is my dad's space. This is your dad's space. I mean, again, this is going to be a loaded question with four minutes to go, but there are a lot of folks out there who have abilities that say, you know, I, I just keep myself open because you never know when a message is going to come through. Is there a downside to your own personal well-being and your own health if you if you don't throw up that wall once in a while? Yes, and I actually think, I actually love loaded questions, so bring them on. <laughs> well, let's get loaded. I'll ask more questions. <laughs> um, I actually do believe that. I think that one of the things, and I know that Stephanie and I have talked about this previously to coming on the air tonight, one of the things that I think is not acknowledged about us is that we are sensitives. I mean, the whole point is that we're sensitive. We can pick up things that sometimes other people can't. And I also think that we're sensitive. Our feelings get hurt easily. We, um, we, we kind of are empathic. Like, we can sometimes feel what other people have going on. It's, it's hard to cleanse yourself when you're like that. Yes. It's hard to keep yourself, you know, not take everything personally. It's hard not to, you know, go home at night and cry because somebody is mean to you and you don't know why. Um, you you dwell and obsess over absolutely. You analyze everything. Yep. Like, did I do something wrong? Did I say something wrong? Um, so I think it's it's very, very difficult as it is. And to not have some boundary or have some, sorry, I'm not working tonight philosophy, I think that you would probably hurt yourself in the long run. And uh, it's important to also have the philosophy of, at least in some degrees, be like, hey, I don't want to give the goods away for free either. Like, yeah, you, you I gotta, have such issues. It's a tough that. line like, to draw. <laughs> I have such issues with that because I do do a lot of stuff that I don't charge for. And because I do believe that, well, I have a, I have very strong faith. So I do believe that there's a purpose for the reason for me to have some of this ability. I haven't quite figured out what the purpose is for me not be able to add two and two. I keep asking that question, but <laughs> no one answers me. But Maybe um, it's a medium thing. I'm not good at math either. <laughs> I whip out the calculator for everything, and fantastic that it's on an iPhone now. I know. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'm like, I could just really use my checkbook not being screwed up this month. Thanks. Yeah, I don't even bother trying. <laughs> I just let it get screwed up. Well, we are coming up on the end of this hour. Coming up in the next hour, we'll talk a little bit about the process of what goes through when somebody comes to you for a tarot reading, mm-hmm. and then we'll kick things off and we'll, we'll let people call in and, and get their one-card reading as well. The numbers to call in during the next hour are 508 It's important to note, too, that we're not going to get to everybody. There's going to be tons of calls coming in, and even those people that call in and are placed on hold, we might not get through you all, because as anything, this is energetic, and if we start, you know, if Lynn Marie starts losing energy and, and can't keep up with it, we're certainly not going to force to keep doing it, uh, you know, we, we wouldn't force, uh, what's a good analogy here? 
We wouldn't force a, a sled dog to keep going. <laughs> so uh, we, If you whip me, I might like it. <laughs> there's a new influx of energy right there. Uh, so we'll be coming back uh, just following the news with more of that as well. But, of course, this is just a taste of what you can find. If you go to Uplifting Connections, uh, you can book a reading there with Lynn Marie or, or anybody else who offers all these different approaches. You can go there and check out these psychic fairs. Just go to upliftingconnections.com during the break, and you'll be able to find out more about it and everything that's offered there. And I highly recommend that you really do that as opposed to calling in here to get the reading. Because, you know, it's 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 hard to be personal. It's hard to be uh, very one-on-one here on the radio because what if they're going to tell you something that they really shouldn't tell thousands of other people? So keep that in mind as we come up on the next no hour as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm seeing, uh, well, 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 we'll talk about that in the next hour. We'll be back in just a bit. Tim Blysberg here, along with Stephanie Burke and the Slime Assassin, Matt Costa. We are here with our guest tonight, Lynn Marie of Uplifting Connections. And again, upliftingconnections.com is the website. And you can follow them on Twitter as well, at UpliftingCon, which did that maybe make you think a little bit? I think I... that maybe like make you worry a little bit that uh, UpliftingCon... You know, like, I, I actually never thought about it. I, the fact that we even have now. a Twitter account, I was like, who runs that? Like, I have to actually think about that. Apparently somebody in the staff must, because I don't. Well, like, that just you know, makes me worried about uh, sometimes with, you know, because the, they, they cut you off with, you know, much I have all the letters. That you spell. Although they do now. Now you can have more letters, I guess. But we're still stuck being at Spooky but SC. Of course, now I'm going to be all worried about it. I'm talk right. to somebody that handles the Twitter that's and say, a, we need to change that. No, that's okay, because even if it is a con, at least it's uplifting while you're conning people. In all seriousness, though, we are talking tonight about tarot. It's actually the first, we've been on the air now. We're in our 10th year of broadcasting the show, and this is the first time we've ever really discussed tarot in depth, if you can believe it. Wow. Which I don't know why it took so, probably because we weren't sure exactly how to pronounce it. So that might have been why it took so long. Uh, we'll but, let you live if you say tarot. <laughs> one of the rhymes of carrot. I was going to say, all I think about is carrots every time it's said. I remember when one of the first things that I got involved with was uh, there was a store in, uh, in Braintree where uh-huh. I, I, I first started going there and doing lectures when we first started doing the show. And they had you know a variety of, of different types of decks uh, behind the glass. And I wondered you know exactly what is the process for saying, does a deck kind of call out to you for you to use it, or is it a matter of you just try it out and use it and see how it works and then say, okay, that one doesn't work so well for me? I am loving these questions. Yes, there are all different types of decks, and I think that once you get familiar with decks, you sort of gravitate towards one or the other. It is actually a joke about me (laughs) at Uplifting that I am still so hung up on this deck. And about six or seven months ago, we ordered tarot decks 
to come in, and we usually order them based on what people request. And we got this random deck called the Crystal Visions Tarot, and it, it actually appealed to me. It was the first time in a really yeah. long time that a tarot deck actually appeared to me. So I, I actually bought the deck, yes, even though I own the place, I had to buy it. So I hope you at least got it at wholesale. <laughs> yeah, I was like, at an employee discount. <laughs> um, I bought the deck, and I have it, and I have it wrapped in a nice cloth, and I play mm-hmm. with it every once in a while, and I still use this deck like pretty much all the time so i think it's um most people who are beginning to learn how to use tarot if they don't start with regular playing cards they usually go with a deck called the rider weight tarot which is just sort of like your basic tarot deck it has very um it has very nice pictures but they're not so ornate that you can't really understand them Mm mm-hmm it has all of the major deck cards. There's I, there's always a debate with me about whether it's 72 or 74 cards in the tarot. I um, I think it depends on the deck. Mm-hmm. But um, there's usually 22 major O'Connor cards, and then the rest of them are the other um, cards, which would more correspond with the 52 regular card deck. And uh, there's the Crystal Visions Tarot has an extra card called the Unknown card. And every time it comes up, it almost creeps me out because I'm so not used to it. I'm like, what is that? Um, the other question, do any of these decks of tarot cards any that's come packaged up, do any of them still come with a stick of bubble gum? Uh, no, unfortunately okay. not. Right. Yeah, Some of them do come with very pretty little cloths, but uh, no. For Matt, what kind of gum would come in a tarot deck? Um, I don't know. Fortune gum. Oh, yeah, fortune bubble. Yeah, the worst, the worst gum ever. <laughs> that was the best thing. <laughs> really? You liked fortune yeah, gum? Yeah. Of course you did. How are we friends? Didn't it taste like green tea? <laughs> it was just like... I wish I it know. did. That would at least would have been a flavor. Ew. That's weird. We're, we're, I'm totally going to the penny candy store now and buying you a big bag they of fortune they gum. They don't still make that. They do. We to find it at But it's racist. I'm going to be like, Here, well, oh. I think they changed the packaging. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it has that guy on it anymore. That's how I learned to hate Asian people. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. We always bring it back to food. Everything comes back Everything to food. Everything is food. For a minute there, I thought you were going to say, we always bring it back to Asian people. <laughs> I was going to say, where have I been? I do love Chinese food. I haven't been here in a while. Things have been under control. Right, but it, it does. It, food food is very central for us. Yes. But now if somebody is coming in and uh, and, and wants to have a reading with the tarot, what's, what's kind of the process? I mean, you're going for the deck that works for you, but does sometimes a certain deck work better for the person getting the reading? That's. Um, I think that is the difference between someone sort of reading for themselves and reading for someone else. <clears throat> I think if the deck speaks better to the reader, you are going to get a more accurate reading. I will tell you that depending on the type of deck depends on the type of reading. When I use regular playing cards, they expire much quicker on the table for me than tarot cards do. So it's not unusual for me to use regular playing cards and halfway through the reading, scoop them up and make the person shuffle the deck again and pick all over again. By expire, you mean like kind of like the energy runs out? Right. Like I'm just kind of like, oh, I've gotten all I'm going to get out of these and now I need to get more. The tarot tends to hold the energy a little bit longer. So the process for me when someone comes in is is I want them to put their hands all over the deck. I want them to shuffle it. I tell people don't be nervous. 
Darvish. Shuffle it just like regular, like you were just about to start playing, you know, poker. I, which I can't do, by the way. I, I've <clears> never <throat> learned how to do that. Yeah. I just do I just do like the card of a card shuffle. And I always find it interesting that people say, oh, these cards are so big. And, you know, to me, they're not because I've had them forever, you know, so to me, they feel very normal. But whenever I use the little bicycle decks, those feel like baby decks to me. I'm like, oh. You You're know. playing 52 pickup before you realize it. <laughs> and so once they shuffle it, I take the deck from them. I do not reshuffle it. I spread it out like a Las Vegas card dealer, you know, and then... The process for me, and again, I can't speak for other readers, but for me, I ask you whether you write with your right or your left hand. The reason I do that is because I want you to use the opposite hand to pick. The reason being is muscular memory. If you write with your right hand all the time, your right hand is sort of used to sort of doing whatever, and it has muscular memory. But with your left hand, you actually have to think about it. Mm -hmm. You actually have to sit there and say, oh, I have to think about picking out that card. And then I usually have the person... Stack the cards on top of them. I clean up the cards, and then we start reading. So let's just do a little little role play here for sure. a minute. I'm, I'm I'm a guy walking into the store. Say my wife dragged me in. I was just gonna say because that would be really unusual. <laughs> and, and, so my wife dragged me in, and I'm saying to you, hey, I've always wondered about this tarot card stuff. What can it tell me? What what what, what do I want to get a tarot reading for? Um, again, I think that sometimes people come in, and I think this also depends on the reader. Some readers prefer you to have actual questions. I actually don't. I think that whatever's going to come up in the cards is what's going to come up. There's an upside to that and a downside to that. The upside to that is is that you may actually start thinking about things. The tarot may hit on things that you're concerned about or that you're worried about, and it may actually provide you some answers or guidance to that, which would give you some peace. But sometimes the downside to that is is that, like I said before, you might come in thinking, I want to know whether or not I'm going to win the lottery next week. And the tarot may say, yeah, we understand that you're worried about your finances, but we think you should be paying attention to what's happening at home. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes people don't like that. Uh, You know, but I think it's very important for people to sort of have an idea maybe of what they want to talk about, but not so specific that it's a yes or no answer. So you said earlier that it's not really a tool of of prediction for the future, but it can be a tool of introspection for the person who's having the reading. Yeah, it's. I think the, the proper term would be, as we said, like a divination tool. It kind of tells you what's out there that you may or may not be aware of. And sometimes I think when people are aware of things, they're still only aware of them as how they think about them or how they analyze them and not necessarily as how outside influence would be looking at it. So, Stephanie, when was the first time that you ever had a tarot reading done? I was probably 15 or 16. So it was at a time when you were still kind of in the closet, so to speak, with yourself and, and your own abilities. But, uh, I mean, how, how was the experience for you? Did it freak you out at all? No. Um, I will be 100% honest. Every single time I get a reading, it just pisses me off. Why? Because <laughs> you're stuck in your own head, you need guidance, you need validations, and I go and it, the card deck just tells me everything that I've already thought about already. So when I was 15, 16 years old, you know, weird time in everybody's life. You're mm-hmm. in the middle of high school, and um, I thought it'd be interesting to get a reading, and every single thing that came up was something that I've already thought about on my own. So there was ever, like, I always wanted to be that person that got, like, surprised by a reading, like, oh, that was so cool, I learned that today, and it never happened for me. She only just realized later, oh, well, wait a minute, I'm a human tarot deck, so that's why. That's, that's <laughs> kind of how I felt. So, I mean, I'll still get my cards read because I still find it so fascinating, but now, like, that I've gotten older... Um, it's been well over 10 years. Um, 
now I can realize like, oh, good. Like, it's just, it's almost like a relief. Like, it's validating my own thoughts Mm -hmm. and, okay, I'm going in the right direction. Okay, this is exactly where I need to go. Um, I also learned, and I'm sure, Lynn, you'll agree, if the tarot deck told me, here's three paths that you could go on, if I chose the wrong one, I'd still be back at square one. And I always I'd go back and kind of the tarot deck would be like, hey, dummy, you made the wrong decision. And <clears throat> I would agree to that to a certain extent. I would yeah. disagree about one thing, which is I think one of the insights and validations that the tarot deck can give you is about other people or other situations yes. that are in your path that you may think you know what's going on, but you're not you 100% clear what's right. going on. So I think that it's true. If you're only looking for validation or analyzation for yourself, mm-hmm. also I must point out that it is very, very, very difficult for people with mediumship and psychic <laughs> ability to get a reading. Yes. I have very often gone to places where I've actually been turned away. Like they'll say to me, listen, I can't read you. You know, go home and read yourself. You know, and I won't read myself. very difficult to do, too. To read for yourself because everybody has self-doubt and everybody has that weird little voice in the back of their head. Yeah, you're in your own head. You're in your own head. How do you know, you know, or, or your own interpretation of things can definitely throw you off. And people are, you know, people are funny. We've had people that have come in. I've had people that have come in for tarot card readings, and they'll get a tarot card reading, and they'll say to me, oh, you know, I think what you said to me was really interesting, but none of it makes sense. And then three months later, they come back, and they Mm -hmm. say, oh, my God, I never saw that coming, and I wish (laughs) I had paid more attention, and, you know, and... So, and it is it is a tough road to hoe as a tarot card reader because very rarely do you get validation. It's not mm-hmm. un, it's not usual for people to come back all the time and say, "Oh, you read me three months ago, and it was a great reading." So here I come mm-hmm. back again. For myself, I actually don't remember my readings. I don't mm-hmm. remember my mediumship readings, nor do I remember my tarot card readings. So sometimes when people come back and they say, "Oh, you read me three months ago, and it was so great," I think, "Oh, thank you for coming back and telling me that." Like. Right. I wish I remembered you, but, you know. That happens all the time. <clears throat> we, we have a call coming in, and I just want to stress to the caller that we're not starting the one-card readings just yet. So if you have a question, certainly you can hang on. So, oh, Actually, I should probably put them on hold so they can hear me. So if the caller on the line has a question, then we can take the call. If you're calling for a reading, just hold off for a few minutes. You might want to hang up and wait till we call back in. Matt Costa, I do want to ask you, because I've seen you on What's TV. That? I've seen you get readings on television. Yes. So I know that you have. Uh, but wh- I mean, what have, what's your experience been with it? In, in- with uh, tarot? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think the the first experience was on Spirit Connections. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the first time I officially had my cards read. Uh, we did have a tarot card deck when I was a kid, but we kind of just like I don't know, like I don't know. We you were just looking at it like that'd be a badass tattoo. Yeah, we were like this is, <laughs> we, we just thought they were like really awesome cards, and um, I don't know. I think we just traded them back and forth for some. But, uh, I'll trade you a death yeah. card for your pudding. Yeah, but I actually, I, I, I'll have to go back and watch the, uh, the video because I don't remember the, my, <laughs> my reading. So. We, uh, we was had... it, was it me that read? I know, I, think I, so. I think it was um, me, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I, I think I that, uh, Mandy. Mandy. Oh, Mandy. Oh, you had an animal medicine reading. That's a oh, yeah. different card. Which yeah. is totally different. It is a completely different type of deck. So oh, yeah. Let's not confuse everybody. Right yeah. I'm, uh, I'm still trying to wrap my, my head around tarot. So, uh, again, the way that this will work when people call in is that they will get one card, which mm-hmm. you will select for them. Mm-hmm. If you are listening at home, you can go to SpookySouthCoast.com slash SpookyTV, and you will be able to see right there on the screen the card. <coughs> we have the camera pointed at the deck. 
We have this very elaborate uh, makeshift table that Matt has set up where the <laughs> camera is pointing at it. And you'll be able to actually see what's going on. If you can't tune in via the spooky TV option, maybe you're driving around, uh, maybe you're somewhere where you don't have internet, whatever, you can always go back. We'll put this up on YouTube, and you'll be able to go back and watch it. So you'll see. So there'll be a record of it if you want to go back and see it again. And, of course, we'll have the podcast, the audio podcast as well. So, And if you're driving around and you have... Um, tea and you have tea leaves. Feel free to bring them by. <laughs> well, I'll we'll read those too. I want to go back there into the trash barrel and open up all my K cups from this morning and there have you, you look into the coffee. Absolutely, ground. bring it on. I could. I, no, I just I want to see what that. I kind of want to see that in action. I want to see what it does. It's awesome. All right, the phone lines are lighting up now. Before I even said it was okay to call in, so I think we're going to have to clear all the lines. Can I just like? No, that's not nice. Can I just go down and hit hit all the buttons and then hit drop because they're all calling in too early. I suppose I could. We should go in order, too, but you know what? I, I think that I should just randomly select. All right. Here we go. And we're just going to ask their name, and then we'll if just they go from give there. It. Well, they, they have to. Okay. That's my rule. <laughs> you only have to give your first name. That's your job. <laughs> but I, I hate calling people caller if I don't have to. You know? All right. Well, you are first on Spooky South Coast with Lynn Marie. Can we have your name, please? Hello. Can we have your name? Hi, my name is Lisa. Okay, Lisa, and uh, and Mandy will take over from here. Lynn. Lynn? <laughs> what, did I call, what did I call you? Mandy. You messed me up with your Mandy. <laughs> All right, here we go. Lynn will take over from here. All right. You picked the Ace of Pentacles. The Ace of Pentacles is a card that talks about needing to sort of uh, manifest and do more with money and career. This is also a card indicating that your time is coming, that you've been working hard towards a particular situation, and that the Ace of Pentacles is sort of a reward card. It's a card that sort of indicates that your hard work is about to pay off and that something is coming your way. Under normal circumstances, this may be surrounded with relationship cards or other types of cards, but pulling it alone with an Ace of Pentacles, I'm going to kind of stick. And also, just for you, I kind of think I want to stick with the whole work and career thing. So um, have you been putting a lot of work into your career or something lately and feeling like it's about to pay off or it's time for it to pay off? Oh, yes. Good. So I think that's exactly what you picked. And it's it can sometimes be an inheritance card, but um, in this case it's not. It's more about hard work paying off. Yeah. And, and if exactly. it pays off really well for you, uh, we have a website, <laughs> gofundme.com slash spooky south coast, or you can make a donation to the show. It's a very positive, positive card. So it's a, it's a, when you pull an ace, an ace is a, a really strong card. It's a card that indicates that your time is coming. It's a, it's a, it's a reward card. Well, it's about time. I'm ready for it. All right. Well, thank you Sounds for the call. good. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Now, Part of that now, in, in seeing the card, you you know what the card represents, you know what it means, but you're also, I, I can hear you kind of making a connection for that person and, and, and picking up intuitively how it could affect their life. Is that something that you're that comes as a result of knowing what the card means, or is that something that comes as a result of combining the card with your own abilities? I'm sure it's a combination, yeah. And it doesn't always kick in. Some people are easier 
they're more open than others. Voice vibration is really interesting from a mediumship point of view. When we have people that call in for mediumship readings, it's almost like you can hear who they're looking for Mm -hmm. or you can hear where their grief vibration is. Uh, With tarot cards, I think it's slightly different. You can sort of hear the question. Mm -hmm. Um, In that particular instance, I actually feel that the question really had to do with career. I don't even think it was so much money. I think it was more about I've been working towards something and I want to know if it's going to pay off. Can you be a a successful tarot card reader if you have not opened yourself up with other abilities, if you don't have any type of extra intuition? Uh, You know, like I like to say I'm psychic as a brick. Could I just pick up a tarot deck and be able to give people accurate readings once I learn how to use the deck? You could be instructed in the tarot and what each card means. Um, The cards also, some some tarot card readers will read the card, what they call inverted, which means that if you are pulling cards for somebody and it comes in upside down, then the meaning of the card actually is the opposite. I myself never invert my tarot Mm -hmm. cards. Um, There is an actual position in tarot that is called hopes and fears. What's your greatest hope is your greatest fear. And sometimes when I tell people that, they look at me like I don't understand that. And I always say, your greatest hope is to win the lottery, and your worst fear is what's going to happen when the money runs out. Um, You know, so the same... The same thing can be a, a positive or a negative. We live in a universe where positive and negative need to balance. You need to have yin and yang. So it's kind of not really a point to me to read a tarot card inverted. Um, maybe it is for some people, but not for me. So, so I, I think, but if someone like like yourself saying it the way that you're saying it, if you learned the deck and all of the meanings, and then you pulled the cards and put them in their certain positions, and one of those cards came in inverted, you would be able to understand just by knowing the deck what that means. So, the, but there are positions of where you would lay the yes. card physically that play into the meaning of all of this yes. too. And the the kind of they say it's the beginner spread, but I think a lot of people still use it. I still use it, which is called the Celtic cross, which is it's sort of a circle of cards here and then there's what they call like a little ladder over to the side and each one of those cards has a position there's your present position there's what crosses you what's bothering you at the moment there's how you think you appear to other people how you think you appear to yourself everything from the tarot comes in from the left and goes out on the right so things in the past go out on the right things coming in on the future come in from the left so that would be those two cards and then there's corresponding spots over here, like what your actual position is according to the tarot, what how people actually do view you according to the tarot, what your greatest hope and fear is, and what your final outcomes are. That's a lot more complicated than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And the tarot has about a three to six month shelf life. When you get a reading, it sort of gives you an indication about what's happening over the next three to six months. It's not really meant, I think if the psychic feels comfortable predicting something for you that's going to happen two years from now, they may feel like they can do that. And the card is just kind of sparking their own predictive ability. It's just like the the guide, but I don't think that the cards themselves, because they don't take away your free will and you could change your mind next Monday compared to last Monday, you know, that may change your cards. See, I don't even know how to play solitaire. (laughs) I don't. Free cell is way better. (laughs) I don't even know how to play that either. All right, we'll take another call here. Uh, Good morning. Uh, Good morning. (laughs) Almost. I'm I'm just screwing up all left and right here. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Lynn Marie. Uh, And can we get your name, please? Phyllis. All right. Hello, Phyllis. Hello, Phyllis. Hold on. Let me just shuffle these from the last one. Phyllis is usually pretty lucky. She usually gets through when we have readings. And, yes, and I like do. 
You pick the Four of Wands. The Four of Wands is about feeling confident in a communication situation, but not necessarily having the situation resolved. So this could be that you're sort of in the middle of a situation with other people where you're feeling confident about your position, or it could be that you feel like you've done all that you can and that you sort of have to wait for other people to make up their mind or other situations to make up their mind. But the Four uh-huh. of Wands is almost always a communication card, so it's an interpersonal card. It's not usually about money or career. Um, it's usually, or even about a particular love situation, it's more about relationships, other types of relationships, and uh-huh. the communication that goes with that. The four is a positive card. The problem with the four is it's a lower card, which means that there's, you're probably either having to wait on other people to make a decision on something or to make a communication happen, or you're going, you've taken it as far as you can, and you sort of have to wait and see what's going to happen. Does that make any sense to you? Yes, it does. So that's great. All right. Well, yeah, th- thank you. Thank you for the call. Thank you. And have a great night. Yeah, you too. Bye. And, uh, yeah, it is pretty lucky. I mean, maybe there's some sort of uh, a connection there that she's always able to make it in. Because, like, it, we say it all the time. You know, we can do a show on the most fascinating topic. Nobody calls in. But the minute we say, we're giving away free readings, <laughs> the phone I haven't even said the phone numbers. And they're constantly lit up here because people just uh, know. And it's, a, it's, it's amazing. And it's a great way for us to hear the audience. So yes. we thank you all for calling in. But why yeah, not I'm really appreciative. Often? It's really great to hear people. And I'm glad that people are interested in what we do. And, again, we want to reiterate to everybody, of course that this is just a little brief small connection and if you'd like to have a full tarot reading done you can go to uplifting connections and have one done there and we'll give all the information out before the end of the show about how you can call ahead and find out everything that's going on and i know a lot of our listeners don't have internet access so we'll try and give you all the information so keep a pen and paper handy and we'll cover that before the end of the show now let's see who we have lined up next and good evening you're on spooky south coast with lynn marie can we have your name please this is Lois. Hello, Lois. Lois, can you just turn your radio down a little bit for us? Sure. Thank you. Okay. Hi, Lois. Hi. I've enjoyed listening to you tonight. Oh, thank you. Um, and I enjoy that compliment. <laughs> thank you very much. Oh, look, another Ace of Pentacles. Except for somehow or another, I feel like this is a little bit different for you, Lois. Are some money issues coming to an end for you? Are you starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel? hoping to okay this is about something coming to you and this is an actual more of a concrete it's not really so much about i'm sure you're a hard worker so please don't take this the wrong way but it's not really about that it's not about seeing the fruition it's more about something coming to you that's either that either you've earned or deserved or is necessary for you and this is indicating that it's coming soon that there's going to be some relief to some money issues and i do feel like there's been some money issues and this is about it coming to kind of an end and things starting to get a little bit smoother and better for you (laughs) (laughs) that's the best news she got all night that's right thank you i hope that made sense to you it did and thank you very very much and so enjoyed listening to you tonight. Oh, thank you. Jeez, G- Lois, call again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you now. Bye-bye. Right, have a great night. That's, you know, and it's great. This is great for us because we get to hear the audience. We get to know who it is that we're talking to. We, we can kind of connect with them. We hear the, some of the things that they're going through. Uh, you know, obviously you're just alluding to it very vaguely, but they understand. They know what you're talking about. Uh, and we get to realize, like, you know, this, this audience is on the journey with us. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the times when we're discussing, especially paranormal topics, 
topics. There's a, a tendency in, in paranormal radio to lecture to people. I know this, so I'm telling you. And I think here we're kind of all exploring one common experience, at least for me, especially tonight, because I don't know anything about how this works, and I'm just fascinated by all of it. So it, I, I just feel like you know this is the, the right thing to do, the right way to present it to people, to say here's just a little bit, and if you want to go forward with more, it has to be personal. It does. I, I would never want to hear somebody, <laughs> as much as I want to go on this journey with the listeners, I don't want to have to have them share their entire lives with us on the air. No, and I think that the other thing that's really important to keep in mind is is that it is supposed to be a snippet, and it is supposed to be private. You know, one of the things that I'm really grateful for that I don't always remember my readings is there's no opportunity for me to share that. Um, when I when I post on my Facebook page after a gallery reading, one of the things that I don't do is I really don't tell the story about the readings that came through. I usually am just really thankful to me. I'm very thankful to God. That's what that's where I'm coming from. That's where my faith is. I'm usually very grateful for it. Um, I spend about 20 minutes to a half an hour previous to a gallery reading just praying that everything that comes through is what somebody needs or what they you know or what's important for them. That's my personal opinion. I don't want to force that on other people, but. That's that's just that's what works for me. My experience with tarot in the past has always been those really creepy scenes in movies, oh, yeah. where people go and get a, a tarot reading. Has there ever been a time when you have done a reading where you've had to do one of those things? Or we've seen the movies where uh, you have to go now. I'm going to put these cards away, and uh, you need to leave. Has there ever been that type of an experience for you? I can't say that there's ever been anything quite so dramatic, but I will tell you that uh, I do get asked a lot, like if you see something negative, are you going to tell me? Yes, I, I will tell you. If I see something that looks like it's not working for you or something that's not happening for you, I will tell you. But it's not the most pleasant part of my job. I don't always enjoy it. If you don't mind, I will tell you one of those creepy little stories. Sure. When I first bought Uplifting Connections, I think it was literally three days after I had signed all the paperwork and made the ownership mine. I went home. I live in a very small agricultural town. I mean, everybody knows everybody. I'm an outsider, even though I've lived there for 16 years, you know, because I came from Boston, so it's like a huge thing. And I have a postage stamp of a backyard. <laughs> I think I own like 5,000 square feet. And I was was standing out on my back deck talking on the phone and I saw something in my backyard. I live in a corner lot, but I have trees that surround my backyard. So you would literally have, you probably wouldn't even know there was a yard there if you didn't see it. And I went out there and picked up, it was, it looked like cardboard and I picked it up and it was a Ouija board and it was Mm. turned upside down in my backyard. Now I will never touch a Ouija board. I have a whole series of stories we could talk about that, but I will never touch one. Silly me, I picked it up and brought it into my house. And then afterwards I was like, oh, <laughs> like what was I thinking? And I had to get rid of it and I had to stage my house and I had to do all of these, you know, cleansing rituals. But there are some people who swear by the Ouija. Mm-hmm. You know, they love it. So, and I don't judge that. That's fine. It doesn't work for me. So I think that with tarot, when you see somebody that has something negative come through, I don't always feel that there's a predictive value to negative. I think it's more about, are you really sure that this is where you want to go? Because mm-hmm. the tarot's saying, you're making this decision, but it might be actually against what your gut's telling you, or it might actually be against what you kind of know to be true. And that's kind of where you have to focus on it. Another myth with with tarot cards, but also with divination in general, can it tell you that you're going to die? Yeah, I um, I I don't think so. I think that it can tell you. 
I think that there are times when it can indicate things. I think I think being a medium is more scary about knowing mm-hmm. when people are going to pass. When people are really sick, you sort of have an indication like it's either now or it's not now. Or I think a mediumship gives you more of that than the tarot does. So you can pick up on 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 an illness, but yes, you know you're not going to be able to pick up on uh, uh, you know don't go in don't don't go near any buses tomorrow because you need to exactly. hit by one. Plus, I think the other side of that coin is is that for me, and again, I can't speak for other people, but for me, that sort of takes away people's free will. Like once you start right. telling them like this is going to happen, they're not going to think anything else. That's all they're going to think. You know, it's kind of like if you sat there and said to me, "These cards aren't black; they're really blue." I'm going to look at them and think, I know they're black, but somewhere along the line, I'm going to look at them and be like, maybe they're blue. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're blue. What know? if I told you the dress was gold and blue? I know. I, I know, saw that. Know. That's the craziest thing. I know. Yeah. We don't even want to get <laughs> into all that. There. <laughs> That'll be another three hours. We, we actually, believe it or not, we have an open line. We have some callers waiting, but there is an open line. 508-996-0500. 877-996-1420 are the numbers. And just for the record, I think that's the first time I've had to give them away right. in the hour because the lines have been lit up solid the entire time. Good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast with Lynn Marie. Good evening. Can we have your name, please? Dixie. Hello, Dixie. Another person that's been able to call mm-hmm. in in the past. Hi, Dixie. How Hi. are you? This is wonderful. This is the first time I ever have cards read. Oh, excellent. Well, well this is an adventure for me. Well, let's see what the adventure brings. <laughs> oh, my goodness, with this Ace of Pentacles card. <laughs> it's like 74 cards in this deck. Um, That's funny. But, again, I actually feel like this has a different meaning for you. I actually feel like this is the culmination of things. Are you retired by any yes, chance? Yes, I am. Okay. Have you been worried about money at all? Uh. Kind of. Like, I almost feel like the winter took a toll on your finances. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I actually feel like, because I feel, I don't mean to get into your business too mm-hmm. heavily, but are you on a more fixed type of income? Yes, I am. Okay, so I actually feel like because of the fixed income, this is gonna this is causing you some worry. And I actually believe that this card is trying to alleviate your worry. It's telling you that there's been some tightness. There's probably going to be a little bit of tightness through, I want to say, April into the beginning of May, but then things are going to free back up again. Wonderful. So, um, so that's a little bit different for you because I actually feel like there's some validity to the fact that things still need to be a little tightened for you sure. right now. But I do feel like it will release. Wonderful. So that's good. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate this. And Thank I you. really appreciate you calling. Thank Have you. Have a great night, Dixie. Thank you. You too. And uh, for anybody who is questioning this, you know, the, the same card has come up. But I do. Just check out the video archives on YouTube. We'll have it up there, uh, and you can watch for yourself on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com. You can see the camera's pointed right at the cards. There's no trickery involved. Uh, she's, Lynn Marie is shuffling the deck very thoroughly. So uh, if you have any doubts, certainly just go to the website, SpookySouthCoast.com. And I have to say, I think this right is there. the first time. In all the times I've ever pulled remotely that I've had the same card show up like That's three times. Yeah. I love how it all works. But you can tell, I mean, it's not like it's a matter of, you know, the card keeps coming up because it's actually supposed to be a message for Stephanie and she's sitting right there. I mean, yeah. you can tell that it's a connection that has something to do with those people. Yeah, it's, it's had three different meanings for three different, mm-hmm. per- like the second person that called in, I actually felt like it was more like an inheritance or like the settlement of something, like a more, more like a financial settlement. The first time, the first person I felt like it was more about their actual work, not necessarily the money part of it. Mm-hmm. Second part felt more like money and then this last one felt more about like trying to decide whether or not you need to be cautious or continue to understand. It's just a different meaning for me. But we do remind you that if you find yourself with extra funds, 
<laughs> GoFundMe.com slash Spooky South Coast, the way to make a donation to the show. And uh, we are trying to acquire a GoPro here, so we can up the quality of Spooky TV a little bit. All right, we'll go back to the phones. You are on Spooky South Coast with Lynn Marie. Can we have your name, please? Hello, you're on the air. Catherine? Oh, hi, Catherine. Hi. Hello. Hi, Catherine. Yes. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I love your ring, by the way. I'm sorry? I said I love your ring. Oh, thanks. She's watching on Spooky (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Ooh, the two of cups. Catherine, are you you missing somebody? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you um are you are you are you with someone currently in a in a relationship? Yes, I'm married. Yes. Okay. And and uh, things are going well there. Yeah. But you're missing someone else, someone related to you. Yes. Okay. So do you understand that that person that you're missing is around you? You know that, right? I do. Okay. And you've recently gotten a sign from that person. Yes. Last weekend. <laughs> okay. So I just want that card is just solidifying. It's validating that sign that you got. Hey, and you, you know that you're very loved. You know that, right? I'm sorry? You know that you're very loved by that person? Yes. Okay. And you know that I'm discreetly not saying who that person is, but I know you know who I'm talking about. Yes. Okay. So yeah. God bless, because that's good. I'm glad that, they, that they're getting through to you. Because I get the impression that they're a little frustrated with you. I think they tried to get through to you a few times, and now they feel like it was pretty clear. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for a legend trip. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, I'm, I'm, glad. I'm glad that it worked out for you. Thank you very much for the call. Thanks so much. You guys sound great. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. And uh, that clears the line again. So 508-996-0500-877-996-1420 are the numbers. So that two of cups, that is the indication of, uh, um, you know, just generally speaking. What yeah, the two of cups is usually um, about a relationship either starting or somebody sort of coming up behind you and surprising you. It's usually a realistic card. It's usually something that's really happening. But I didn't feel like it was her husband that mm-hmm that we were talking about. So I felt that it was somebody in spirit that's trying to get her attention. What happens if you pull the two girls, one cup card? What does yeah, that, that mean? That means that you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't be too I'm, happy. I'm not sure it's going to do anything for me. <laughs> that's all I can think of when I saw a two cup. I had, I had to go there. You had to. I had to. Of What's really sad is that show. I went there with him. She knew exactly where I was it's going. Awesome. It's awesome. She's like, not only do I know where you're going, I have a card for that. <laughs> we like to have fun on Spooky South Coast. We certainly do. 508-996-0500-877-996-1420 are the numbers. How, how are you feeling energy-wise? Energy Good. I know yeah. you've had a long day. You've been doing some readings. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's always the hard part is, you know, we we want to make sure that we give everything to the to the audience. We want to make sure that we give you the readings and, and keep the phone lines going. But at the same time, we have to make sure that we balance things out and don't just basically suck all the energy out of you either. I just want to know if we're going to pick a card for you. You know what? Go ahead. You can, you can pick one for me. You should pick your own. Yeah, you should pick your own, actually. I, I'm too busy oh, over here picking my know. nose. You can do it. You can do it. We'll let you. Right, actually, right. you should shuffle them, I'm too. I'm terrible yeah. at shuffling. <laughs> I literally, okay. Nobody can see you. I literally will just do one of these. Yeah, just do it a couple times. That's all I can do. I, I never learned how to do any of them fancy tricks. What happens if I show you my card? Can everybody see my card? Again? <laughs> Why do I feel like I'm watching that movie now you see me? <laughs> do, I have to cut, do I have to cut the deck? No. You okay. can just pick one for me. Are. Right. are you right or left-handed? I am. Well, I'm right-handed. 
I can use either or, but... Why do I feel like that's not 100% true? Well, <laughs> no, I can use either or, but I use my right hand for writing. So use your left and just pick one card. Uh, this one here. Oh, the chariot. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. All right, guys, I'll see you later. I'm going to die. No. The chariot is a very interesting card considering where your interests lie. The chariot is about sort of understanding that there is a gray area in life but needing to be black and white. So uh, it's it's actually a character card for you. It's more about a character, which would make sense because you're only picking one card. So it's an, it's a card that indicates that you are sort of straddling both worlds, but you are pretty solid in both. Like you understand that there's a world on this side and you understand that there's a world on this side, but you don't particularly like them always to mix. Like I would assume that if you pulled this card for me, I would, well, I guess you did. So <laughs> I would think that you probably don't like your personal and your work life to really combine. You sort of want to keep them separate. But um, not your friendship so much, but, like, you know, what happens at home is for home. What happens at work is at work. That's kind of like, you know, you sort of want to keep those things separate. It also is a card that indicates that you have to be careful of being judgmental, that you sort of, not judgmental necessarily. judgmental? (laughs) Not judgmental necessarily morally, more like intellectually. Like, you're like, I know that that's true, and I know that that's not true. That, you know, sometimes you have to understand that not everybody thinks the same way that you do. Because I would assume that you're a highly intelligent person, so that would be how Oh, you make you. too many assumptions. Okay. Well, well, well I'll, I'll break it down a little bit here. I'll break down the wall a bit and give the audience just a little bit of the thought process for me behind that. For one, uh, interesting that it's the chariot because I need a car. But uh, <laughs> and I would I would literally take a chariot driven by a horse at this point. But in, well, that's all, driven by Apollos. I'm not really sure you want to go there. <laughs> that's fine. I would take that at this point. Beats walking. But it, it's interesting because actually in my day job I work with my wife, and one of the things, one of the discussions that we've had a couple of times this week is because things have been stressful at, at work. You know, I've been saying, like, I don't want this coming home with us. I'm tired of talking about it when we're at home. Right. It's too much, and I need to, to have a separation a of split. it. Can we please stop talking about it? So it's, uh, it's very interesting that, that it, it is coming at a time when I feel like I really need that. And what's interesting about that card is, is that you'll notice that the same person is driving both. So even though you know that there's a, a side here and a side there and you want to keep them separate, it's not always possible. Like I said, you know that there's a gray area in there somewhere. You just don't always like it. And Stephanie, I don't know anything about being judgmental about people, especially intellectually. <laughs> nope. Never. Moving on. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> Going back to the phones. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Lynn Marie. How are you? And how are you doing, Ned Kemp? Good. How are you? Can we have your name, please? Well, uh, first of all, can I get the business phone number? Sure, absolutely. The the number for uplifting connections? It's 508-697-2334. All right, 508-697-2334. Six, nine, seven. Two, three, three, four. Two, three, three, four. Yes. Yeah, I I want to see if you can uh, uh, tell me if I'm going to be rich or poor. My first name is Al. Hi, Al. And how you doing? I'm well. How are you? Oh, I'm hanging in there. I'm looking to win the big uh, $100 million on that Powerball. Can you do me a favor? When you win that, will you call the store and ask me to come hang out with you? (laughs) He will need a personal reader. (laughs) 
at all times. But can the deck can the deck tell him that no. going into it with that question? All the deck could tell you is whether or not you probably had more favorable times other than others to purchase, but it won't tell you whether you're going to win that money or not. Oh man, <laughs> that's no fun. It'd be, it'd be even better if I could tell you the numbers to play. Tell mm-hmm. me about it. There are times when I get numbers and I'm like, I should play those, and then the, I never mm-hmm. do. And then when they come out, I'm like. Dang it. Yep. Why didn't I do that? Let, let, let me just let you in on a little secret, Al. If I could tell you how many psychics I've had to actually like loan money for like lunch, because <laughs> we'd be somewhere and be like, hey, I'm going to have $4. Aren't you winning the lottery all the time? No, it doesn't work that way. Well, there goes my idea of asking for money. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was actually—I was going to borrow five bucks from you to be able to get a burger after the show. Oh, All right. Well, well do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to pick? Put, let me put you this way: If it wasn't for Mother Nature doing what she did, I gladly go and splurge for that burger for you. But <laughs> there's snow and ice on the ground, and a motorcycle. Exactly. No, doesn't doesn't work. You absolutely should not be riding it out in this. I can barely no, walk in it, let alone ride a bike. I think so. All right. Well, thank you for the call, Al. So this is definitely the business line, right? Yes, it is. Thank you kindly and bless your loving heart. Thank you. You have a great night. And you keep up the good work. Thank you. God bless. Take care. God bless to you, too. Bye-bye. And uh, I can tell you that if, if Big Al did win the lottery, he would do all kinds of good stuff with it. But it just doesn't work that way. But I have to tell you that Al has really great energy, and yes. I think he's very blessed. So I'm I'm really happy for him. I think that he has a lot of really good things in his life, and I think that he knows that. So. All right. Well, the calls are still coming in fast and furiously. I want to make sure that I'm doing this in the fairest way possible, so let me just bring up the call screen software and make sure that we're going in the proper order. Uh, this person's been waiting for a while. Good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast with Lynn Marie. Can we have your name, please? Yeah, Vincent. Hi, Vincent. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? I'm good. Do we not call you Vincent? Are you called something else? Uh, you can call me something else. (laughs) (laughs) I promise not to call you Hey You. (laughs) Oh, the Hanged Man. The Hanged Man is a really, really powerful card, so you must be a really powerful guy. (laughs) Um, The Hanged Man is a glory through suffering card. So this is a card that indicates that some things that have probably either been bothering you, I want to say this is more like emotionally or intellectually rather than financially or physically. This would be more like an emotional or like a a mental, not mental illness, just (laughs) mental like in your, you know, in your head type card are actually going to at some point in time come to an end. But you sort of need to put an end to some of them. Do you understand that? Oh, definitely. Okay. Because I actually feel like that that, prob- that part is the most important part of this message for the card for you, that this is a glory through suffering card. You've been suffering through something, and it's time for that to come to an end so that you can get to the next level. But that's painful in itself to actually have to do that. So it's, it's, it's good, though. It's time. Excellent. That's great to hear. Okay. Well, thank right. you for calling. Thank you. thank you for the call. Thank you. And uh, we will try and squeeze in as many as we can. 508-996-0500-877-996-1420 are the numbers. Is there any other way that you can utilize tarot aside from uh, just somebody coming in and having a reading? I mean, is there a way that you can utilize it? You know, like, for example, we bring psychics and mediums with us on paranormal investigations. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there a way to use it as as a communication tool 
with with spirits. Is that possible? Sure. I think that that would be possible. I think the only problem you're going to run into is that spirit will pick what it wants to pick, Mm -hmm. not necessarily what's real. So because spirit can see the cards, so they're Mm going to say to themselves, oh, let me go throw out, you know, the star, the hanged man, and the high priestess and see what comes up, you know. And so us as readers, we're going to look at that and think, oh, gosh, you know, there's a spiritual realm. There's a, you know, there's a certain emotion that's trying to be portrayed. And they may just not trick you, but they may just think it's like, fun, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. to say, let me do this or let me do that. The one thing I always find about table tipping in particular, Mm -hmm. as far as divination goes, is that spirit has a great sense of humor a lot of times. And so they will come through and they can't spell a lot. So they will, they will come through and they will take the fastest way to get their message across. So Mm -hmm. sometimes they'll be like, they'll tap out R and then they'll tap out U. So the people who are listening are thinking, are you waiting for the next letter? And then they'll be like, okay. Like, are you okay? (laughs) Which, which makes me glad that at least, uh, you know, in a hundred years from now, when the texting generation has all moved on to the other side (laughs) and are communicating with the people that are alive then, that there's no apostrophe on the Ouija board for them to get all confused with and start putting it in the wrong place. I actually think that, um, I'm going to put that on my next bumper sticker. I'm going to say, I'm a medium. You can't scare me with texting. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right. Well, we'll see if we can squeeze in a few more here. Uh, We only have about seven minutes left in the hour, but again, we want to remind everybody that uh, if you don't get through, or if you would like to have a, a longer, in-depth, more personalized reading, you can go to Uplifting Connections in Bridgewater. It's a short drive from the South Coast, and uh, can you use some of your, your psychic abilities to let us know if South Coast Rail will ever come in and connect New Bedford to Bridgewater? And let me just tell you that if I could use my psychic ability for that, I would have bought stock and something. <laughs> or at least at least run for office, yeah. so you could be the one to know when it's coming in. We'll try and squeeze in as many as we can, though. But again, the phone number for Uplifting Connections is? 508-697-2334. And the address? 1355 Pleasant Street in Bridgewater, which is actually Route 104. And we are across the street from the old Bridgewater Savings Bank and next door to the Irving Gas Station. Oh, there you go. And, of course, upliftingconnections.com is the website if you would like to find out more in advance of going there. All right, we'll squeeze in as many as we can, but we only have a few minutes. You're next on Spooky South Coast. Can we have your name, please? Hi, my name's Jay. Hi, Jay. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. And yourself? I'm very good. Um, I was wondering if you could tell me about my future. What do you see? I can tell you that you actually can tell yourself about your future. Oh. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) You you have ability yourself? Do I? Well, your high priestess card says that you do. Mm. The high priestess is a card that indicates being sort of in connection or at least in touch with some of your inner abilities and your gut instincts. So okay. this would be a, this, a spirituality aspect to things, too. Not necessarily a religiousness, but a spirituality. Yep. So. Okay. I, I kind of understand what, that, where you're going with that, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So I think that um, I, I'm assuming that you either read or you um, do some kind of healing work. Or maybe you should be. Or maybe you should be. <laughs> Did you say healing work? Yeah, healing work. Uh, or reading, well, I mean, what do you, you know? do? What, what, do, you, do, you, uh, do you work with people at all? Or? Yeah, I'm a medical assistant. Oh, there oh, you go. Well, then that would be healing work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I, that's, I just wanted to make sure I heard you right. Yeah. <laughs> Have you thought about going to nursing school? 
that that was definitely been on my mind for the last couple of months. And I think that um, are you worried about the money for it? Definitely. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that that would be a wrong turn for you. I don't want you to be discouraged by it. For some reason, I feel like you get discouraged by it, like you think it's either going to take you too long or it's going to yeah. be too expensive. But I don't actually think that's – I think things are going to happen for you because I think you really should be doing more of that kind of work. I think you're frustrated with medical assisting because I think that you feel like you have more of a knowledge base for than, you, than you're utilizing. Yes, absolutely. I d- you nailed it. So I, I think that you should be definitely looking into that. And you have some credits that probably can be transferred or done well done well with. So I think you should definitely move forward with that. I think being in nursing school would serve you quite well. Okay. All right. Thank oh, you for the great. call. Thank you so much. Have Thanks. A have a great night. You too. And we'll squeeze in one more because we have another person that's been waiting about 10 minutes on the air. And this, this will be our last call uh, for the night. So good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Lynn Marie. Can we have your name, please? Yeah, my name's Chad. Chad? Yes. How are you? I'm okay. Can't complain. <laughs> well, you could, but you don't think anybody would listen, right? <laughs> uh, this could be possible. <laughs> uh, let's see. This is a first for me, too. So. Is it? It's a three of pentacles, Chad. Are you feeling, are you working a lot? <laughs> I average 70 hours a week. Okay. And do you feel like you're not getting ahead? Just, yes. Okay. Are you I'm thinking about... I'm on workman's comp right now. <laughs> I'm sorry? I'm on workman's comp right now. Yeah, this is a, a reduced salary rate, but it's not permanent. You know that, right? Yeah. Do you, are you thinking that you're not going to be able to go back to this type of work? Um, no, I just... It's hard because it's working. I work for a, a medical company doing hospice patients. Mm-hmm. It just it wears down on you after a while. Is it your back that's bothering you? Uh, it's not, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah, but that's not the only thing that's bothering you, right? This is right. Okay. So I feel like you, at some point in time, are going to have to try to make some decisions about where you really want to go, like whether or not you want to sort of take some possibility of getting some other schooling or some vocational rehab. I'm not sure that physically you're going to be able to go back to the amount of work that you were doing previously. So I'm not saying you won't be able to work. That's not what I'm (laughs) saying. But I am saying that you need to start thinking about some options and really exploring what you really want to do. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank Thank you for the call. Thanks. I hope you feel better. Appreciate it. And uh, apologies to everybody that's uh, still calling in, but we're not going to be able to get to you tonight. The, the clock is just against us. There's some nights here when we're doing the show and we're like, the clock is not our friend tonight because <laughs> things are dragging. And this is one of those nights where it's not our friend because it flew by. And it's really interesting because I actually feel like I could go on for a little while longer. It's well, we are like certainly going to have you come back and oh, join us. Nice. And, and well, and that's the good thing is like now you've been here and you've kind of uh, explained a little bit about how this all works. You've shown people a little bit about how it all works. And now when you come back, we can really just get into the meat and potatoes of it. And we, can, we don't even have to take any calls. We don't have to do any readings for anybody. We can really just start doing the discussion and digging a little bit further. And I look forward to talking with you about a variety of different things too, not just tarot as well. I can't tell you how much I appreciate being here and how much fun this was. So thank you so much. And Thank you for making the trip. And anybody down here who wants to make the trip to Bridgewater, again, the address is? It is 1355 Pleasant Street in Bridgewater. 
Um, the website is www.upliftingconnections.com. If you are looking to get in touch with me specifically, you can also reach me at www.tarotbylynnmarie, all one word, dot com. And I do travel. So I go to people's homes all the time. I do home parties. I do private parties. I do private readings. Hey, so. we got you to come out here for Spooky South Coast. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was in, I was at UMass Amherst a week ago. So, wow. Yeah. So um, I will. I have half cards will travel. Excellent. <laughs> I love it. That should be your bumper sticker. I know, right? <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for this week's edition of Spooky South Coast. We will be back next Saturday night. And for plenty of Saturday nights to come forward, I checked the Red Sox schedule. Stephanie checked it. We look like we're going to be good for quite a while here in the spring yes. and even into the early summer. So paranormal talk for you each and every Saturday night. If you missed the show at any point in time or if you want to catch up with old episodes, SpookySouthCoast.com is the website. You can also find all of our podcasts on iTunes or wherever podcasts are found. And uh, you might have to do a little digging and, and go to the feed on our website, but we have podcasts going all the way back to January of 2006. So tons of shows for you to catch up on and tons of uh, ways to check out the show as well. Uh, make sure that you email us, SpookyCrew at SpookySouthCoast.com and follow us on Twitter at SpookySC. Until next week, stay spooktacular.